it's one of those things when I actually connected to myself, I, yeah, I understood who I was. I learned my own truth and also, yeah, how to show up authentically, how to trust my intuition and what I need. And that's not ever something that I put first. You know, my needs was never even on my radar, let alone, you know, something that I consider. And I think it just supports me in every way. Tuning in and uncovering and discovering, you know, when emotions come up, when we step into shadow, when we're triggered by something, it's it's just supported me so much. Whereas it used to be something that I would frown at myself or, you know, put myself down for, for having these thoughts or having this part of yourself or, you know, letting anyone else see that. Whereas now it's, you know, I, place, I approach it all with a place of curiosity. Welcome to the Wildflow podcast with me, Charlotte Pronto, certified cycle and feminine embodiment coach and shamanic womb guide. In this podcast, I'll share my wisdom and conversations with powerful change makers thought leaders and embodied teachers to invite you to live cyclically in flow with your menstrual cycle instead of fearing it, to heal menstrual shame and normalize womb wisdom and period positivity, and to step into your sovereign magnetic power to create and embody the change you desire to see in your world. Settle in to unleash your wild flow. Falling pregnant just two months after quitting her secure job to go full-time in her coaching business, then welcoming her baby five weeks early, meant today's guest, Jackie Rogash, had to pivot quickly away from what she thought her business and life would look like into something that honoured her time and energy so that it could be given to herself and her son as she underwent rebirth as a new mother. In this conversation, Jackie and I are sharing on how we honour the season of life we're in as women who value tending to our own needs, to our businesses and our clients, and to our young children and babies. The rebirth we both experienced in the rite of passage of birthing of not just babies, but ourselves as mother, what we held true before children and what we let go of in the process of finding our true selves, what success, our capacity and consistency looked like, before and after motherhood as we make space for ourselves and to be space holders for others and how Jackie related to her cyclic nature when she was pregnant and postpartum without her cycle. So Jackie is a certified transformation and mindset coach who works with game changers, the big hearted women who are ready to step into their fullest potential but parts of their past are holding them back from embracing their true self. Jackie grew up in country Victoria and is no stranger to trauma and adversity herself, having been the victim of bullying, sexual assault, family violence and stalking before the age of 24. With 11 years experience working in trauma-enforced roles, dealing with sexual assaults, family violence, mental health, grief and much more, Jackie now empowers her clients to move through their self-doubt, self-sabotage, fear of judgment and unhealthy subconscious patterns so they can discover a genuine happiness they've never known, to reignite their inner spark and ultimately discover their true self. She lives in Melbourne with her partner Chris, their son Hunter and their fur baby Billy Cat. While embracing new motherhood, Jackie is learning about a new cycle of life and loves adventure, sports and getting outdoors, which now feels like such a treat. And gosh, do I relate to that. 
So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation about the crossroads of mum life and business life and personal practice and self-care. Welcome, Jackie. How are you today? I am really well. Thank you. Good, good. And whereabouts are you in your cycle today, if you have a menstrual cycle, that is? I just would love to ask you how you're feeling and whereabouts in your cycle you are and what that's like for you. I am premenstrual, so a few days premenstrual. And uh, I feel sort of all these feels kind of part of me withdrawing and ready to come into that rest while also knowing there's another part of me that can't so (laughs) (laughs) so in a really interesting space but um you just beautifully introduced us and dropped us into this session so I feel amazing right now um (laughs) but I think just yeah sort of retreating a little bit and just getting ready to start my bleed Mm, yeah thank you thanks for sharing that and I think it's really interesting what you said about you know you feeling that pull inwards but um you know it feels like you can't just with all the things that are going on and we'll go more into that in a minute um because I think that's just so common it's such a you know such a common way to feel at that part of your cycle um yeah yeah, so I'll just share where I'm at. I'm a little bit behind you. So I'm day 21 and I've just um, switched over from my, the last of like summer, like the early days of autumn. Um, and that's always like a rocky transition for me. I feel like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this sort of downwards. And then I have this really massive wobbly like day or two where I'm like, what? the fuck is going on I don't know who I am or what I'm doing and it all feels like I just want to like have a bit of a tantrum and Wah! yeah no that was me a few days ago so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I feel you. laughs> it's such a thing yeah I've just moved to the other side of that and I feel like I've just landed fully in my autumn like that that badass queen energy mm, I love that but for me it's like the other side of this wobble yeah um and now I feel um, so funny. Yesterday I felt, I was just like to my husband, Phil, I was like, hug me, hug me. I don't want to do anything. I just, ah. and today I'm like, aha, she's yeah. here. It's yeah. such a different energy um, for me. So yeah, that's where I'm at today. I feel um, a lot clearer. Uh, I had an epic sleep last night as well. I fell asleep putting my kids to bed and I got up um about 8 30 and so I've already been asleep and I just got mm. up and was like so tired I just went and I was like I'm just gonna lie on my bed for a minute and the next thing it was like 4 a.m oh, I just had I'm a little so wake jealous. up I was like what time was it and then my little one came in and she was feeding while I was sleeping um and then I got up yeah it was like six something when I got up like I've just I just had this crazy sleep I haven't slept like that in ages. So jealous. It was so good. (laughs) And is currently going through a regression or something. So that's not fun. That's not fun at the moment. So it's, um, yeah, it really, it impacts so much sleep. 
And yeah. I don't think we sometimes take that for granted. And touching on when you said you wanted to be hugged the other day, Chris was like, why are you trying to start a fight with me? And I'm not a fighter ever. Like I'm not, you know, that's like my last resort. Like I, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, hey, you just need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's funny yeah. what they, they, they um, like the, I've read it in a couple of books. I can't remember where it, where it originally came from, but. I've read it in a couple of books about menstrual cycle awareness and and it's said that um, in the autumn phase, that irritation and frustration that we can feel where it's just like, ah, like nothing's working, everything feels completely stuck. You can really just want to pick fights with people and it's almost like you're trying to create space and push like people away to give you that mm-hmm. space. Yeah. But for me, it's it's not so much that, it's more about like things just feel so sticky and stuck that I get like frustrated and it can, you know, I can take it out on other people. So I always find the antidote to that is a hug. It's like, yeah, if you don't hug me, I'm going to get angry. <laughs> I think I'm no, I'm normally just a bit emotional, a bit sensitive, just agitated. But I think mm. because we've just moved house and it's chaos, I yeah. think it was just a combination of everything all in one. And it was just... Yeah, but as I said, I feel I feel really good today despite mm. being short of sleep. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's always so interesting how how it plays out where where we are. Definitely, and you're so right. Like sleep, I feel like I'm just getting. I want to say solid nights of sleep. Like I always have a child up every single night, but it's more the sort of thing where they just come and jump into bed, and I can kind of sleep through it. And, you know, it's been, it's been years of this and it's, it's so exhausting. And even on my most energetic days, if I'm not slept, you just don't get Mm. that peak of energy. And it's like, everything is hard and everything feels, you know, physically hard, mentally hard. Just, just sleep is just everything, isn't it? It is. Really is. Yeah. So you're a new mum. How old's your Um, little one? Seven months today. Seven months today. <laughs> Seven months. Seven months. Yep. Wow. And so, you know, you have been through, and how long have you had your business? I've had my business since, I started my business in 2019 or to end of 2018, officially 2019, but I went full-time in my business in January last year. So January 21. So 18 months-ish. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's really interesting then. So you've been doing that and growing that at the same time as you would have been like pregnant, not that far into it. Two months. Two months into it. Two months after I left my job and went full time, I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, that's that's not how I had planned this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, the entire time. Yeah. uh, A month, really, I've been either growing a human or raising a human and growing a business and this new new, um version of yourself as well everything just all in this like creative birthing phase yeah yeah I mean how has that been I'd love to ask you like as a new mom I'd really love to have this conversation about you know what it's like to you know run your own business in a way that you know you've got I was just saying before we started recording, it's like you're looking after yourself mm-hmm. as much as you can. You're looking after 
a baby and you've got your business and, and your clients that you work with. And, you know, it's, I'm so, I'm really interested in hearing how, how you have done that in a way that supports, supports everybody. Um, but how you've really found that and found yourself, you know, and your, hmm. your work is about helping people to find their true self as well. So like how you've found your true self, I guess, through this process of birthing your business and becoming a mother. Yeah. 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 So what was it originally that you, um, you said, you know, it wasn't how you wanted it to be. How did it, what, what was your vision originally? Well, my vision originally was to, I think, have 12 months, let's say, for a ballpark, 12 months just to really, really focus on my business, to grow my business, to make it sustainable and supportive. And it's one of those things I was very cautious between before I left my job because, I, like, I'm not yet, yeah, I'm just, a, I can be a cautious person. And um, so I was cautious and I knew I had, finance finances there to support me but it was one of those things where I was like I really want to spend 12 months building this making it sustainable you know I guess the version of success that I had at that time and building it to that point and then maybe because my partner and I had not long been together and then we're like well then maybe we'll start trying yeah for a baby and I think then when I found out that I was and I'd had my or when I'm like my biggest launch at that stage, just before I left my job, which was the reason that I chose to leave. I'm like, well, if I can do this while I'm working, then it's sort of a, a sign for me from the universe to like leave. Like you need to leave mm. and follow these. And then when I found out, I went, oh, okay. So that's interesting. So I had to pivot a lot of things. Um, the way that I had mapped out my year ultimately changed and I think I still before having Hunter and I'm a projector in human design but I struggle with that like I've always been someone who works hard you know shows up all the time puts in big days does all of this so I was still doing that throughout pregnancy and it felt fine and it felt great and I love working with clients so it was never a it was never an issue you know, and I had, I guess, the way that I coached and the way that I ran things. And so it's sort of, even though I was pregnant and growing a human, nothing really changed from that perspective. You know, it was still very much um, go as planned. Yeah. If that makes sense. Business mm-hmm. as planned. Um, and then, yeah, so that that element didn't really change and I probably did work hard. I kept you know, everyone was like, you need to have have a rest, have a sleep. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that was it. So that first stage was very much let's just grow the business. And when I found out I was pregnant, I thought I'll take two months off. So I'd planned to take two months off after Hunter was born and <laughs> because I like to control things and I like things to go to plan, I was working up or had planned on working up until the week before Hunter arrived. Mm-hmm. So slowing down, slowing down. I didn't have many calls, but, uh, you know, the last call was scheduled like a week or 10 days before Hunter was due. And then Hunter decided to come five weeks early. <sighs> <laughs> Just to throw that spanner in the works. 
Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a huge, that's probably been the biggest spanner, like the biggest obstacle I've had to navigate being a business owner and a human and a mother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So at that point when he came five minutes early and then obviously the things that you had planned would have just gone on hold. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So I planned on um, closing out one, one of my group programs and starting another one. And they would, they were having like a month with me and then we're having a break, which turned out well because it was over December, January anyway. Mm. Then when Hunter came early, it was, and this is so, it was so overwhelming. I thought I woke up, I had him at 2.21 on a Saturday morning and in the middle of the day, I'm like, I need to tell my clients that, you know, I've had had my baby, you know, calls will be put on hold. I'll get back with them when I can, get back to them when I can. And I went to send this to my mastermind and it, I had five people in that. Like, so they're my inner circle, I guess. And I sent it to my entire list. So I had all of these emails from people that I'd never even spoken to. I have no idea. They've never responded to emails. And I was like, you know, just had a baby six hours before, just completely overwhelmed. So I just needed to take a breath. But I ended up taking two weeks, so having Mm. two weeks off. And then I came back for four weeks to close out the calls for my mastermind and also to start the new program. So they still got what, you know, I guess they they still ended up with what was planned. It was just the dates had changed. And it just meant that I probably, I took a month off from coaching as opposed to two months. Yeah. 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 Wow. What a roller coaster. And so how was that for you? You know, like you, you're now a mother and you've got your little boy and, you know, like on a personal level, you know, so much changes and it's like a slow unfolding, you know, one minute you have, don't have a baby and the next minute you do, but you know, that sort of journey to kind of evolving as, as a Mm. woman as well as you know a business owner and um, you know a mother um you know it's it's such a full-on thing and I you know I'd really love to hear you share on how you how you have really noticed that part of you like change like that evolve mm-hmm. um in yourself yeah more than ever before more than ever before and I think because Hunter was prem, all he did was sleep at the Mm. start. So when I came back, you know, nothing sort of really changed. And I still noticed that I was still quite, I guess, in my masculine energy and had planned, was still planning on doing what I'd planned pre-Hunter and everything else. And then when I took, had the month off, that's when, and I guess ultimately I was allowed to slow down and switch off, that's when things started to shift And what was true for me before Hunter and even in those early weeks of him being here was no longer true for me. You know, things that I had planned on launching and releasing in the business just felt misaligned. Mm. And there was a real, a real deepening to me and deepening and softening at the same time. And I think the biggest shift has been letting go of, and not that I ever feel like I've shown up 
a certain way, like for other people, like I've always been truthful in how I show up, but I noticed that it was very much tailored to the business, you know, showing up for the business. And what shifted there is that I just show up as who I am every single day and I'm sharing, you know, (laughs) the ins and outs of motherhood as well as sharing and talking about my business. And there's been so much incredible feedback from that. You know, people just saying, it's so great to see you like this. Like, I love hearing you talk about this, which, you know, and part of me, and you would understand this as a business owner, part of me is like, oh, does anyone, if I share this, is anyone even going to care? Like, you know, is it going to relate? Is it going to, you know, is there any point? And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I just, I'm just going to share and see, see what happens. And there was a real, and I'm still evolving. Like, I'm still, there's still this real, unfolding and currently I'm at a really beautiful place knowing that something is brewing Mm. whereas you know initially that felt so uncomfortable so uncomfortable because it was really the messy middle of letting go of you know who I was and leaning into who I am and I think again, also like when things are completely out of your control, it is you just have to surrender. So there wasn't there was a stage where that I was super uncomfortable and it felt very messy. And I guess sort of leaning into that and playing with that and learning more about myself and who who I am mm. has really allowed me to deepen into this sense of there's so much unfolding and I just don't care. Like I don't care about, you know, I guess the showing up a certain, being consistent on socials or, you know, doing this, posting a reel a day or speaking about only your business and not about the, you know, so I think that's really shifted for me as well. And I think also leaning into the fact that I get to do this my own way mm-hmm. and that is business, life and motherhood and while I knew that beforehand, I didn't do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. I am, um, yeah, so much in there. And I, I just remember having my first baby and so, it was such a shock. You know, all of the, I think it's just important for me to say that, you know, all of the preparation and kind of support that I had and all of the advice and everything was like, all about the baby you know sleep when the baby Mm. sleeps like you need this you need that um just kind of tidbits of advice that it's like oh you know it didn't really it wasn't relevant until I'd had a baby and was like yeah what do you even mean by that but there was no preparation at all about um how I would change at Mm. all and it was such a roller coaster I think the whole because I ended up See, my situation was quite, it was quite interesting. I was working at a university in Sydney and I had, I had 12 months of, almost 12 months of paid mat leave. Um, And we also, at the sort of one year when my daughter turned one, we went to England and Europe for like a month. So I think in the end I had 13 months off. Mm -hmm. It was such a long time. It almost felt too long in a way because it was like this, um limbo land of um like I had to go back to this job that I didn't massively love either but was like I had to go back and 
I just, you know, for a long time, it just felt so far away. I didn't even think about it. And I really enjoyed that, that year. I just absolutely loved it. But I had this kind of thing at the end of the year and it was, it was such a, um, it was such a year of just becoming and Mm. letting go of so much and really just finding my voice properly you know, I've been so timid my whole life. You wouldn't say that about me now, but motherhood was what did it for me was because I suddenly had to call the shots and make the decisions and um, disagree with people as well about, no, I'm not going to do it like that. I'm going to do it like this or this. It really matters that she gets a nap time or we can't do that because it doesn't work for us and having to say no more. Mm, Um, You know, what you said there about having to do, like you can do it your own way that would like I learned that then (laughs) and um it was really uncomfortable because you know I'd always been such a people pleaser and just went along with stuff and Mm -hmm. you know was like happy to fit in and be polite and I think that's when that kind of ended (laughs) um but in the best possible way I think and um yeah if it hadn't been for that I wouldn't have discovered, I'm just a completely different person and my life is completely different. And um, I think, you know, whether you're in employment or not working or work for yourself, there's this real opportunity there to see like what really matters to you and what you really care about. And also to discover so much of your own power and strength and get to know who you really are. And then, you know, giving yourself permission to be in that and share from that, like you said, like sharing the whole story, or maybe not the whole story, but the fuller (laughs) picture. Yeah. It's it's so important because then we're giving permission to other people to do that. And it's just breaks that, you know, kind of the fake highlight, real kind of thing that you get on you know, when people looking out, out from the outside going, your life's perfect. You're like, mm. no, it's far from perfect. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in that, that was just a bit of my story, but I'd love to go into that. Like, you know, so you said about sharing, um, sharing more of yourself and not being consistent in that daily way. Like, you know, I'm guessing that you're just honoring your availability and your energy and how's that changed the way that you, um, oh, I, you know, I want to say like, you know, structure your, your client work as well. Like, do you, have you found that that's had to kind of adapt? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, and I resonate with the uni thing and it was funny because I was also working at a uni Oh, okay. Which is what I left. And then two months later, mum was like, you should have stayed. You've got 12 months mat leave. And I said, I understand that. And it also means another 12 months of, you know, not being in my business. Yeah. And, yeah, I think everything shifted. And part of me, it was funny because when I came back straight away, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I don't need time off. I'll just take it anyway. And then having that break, I was like, oh, part of me wished I had more time and wanted more time. But then also as soon as I had my first client call, it's like, oh, my God, I love this so much. You know, so, And I find that is probably the biggest um, internal battle that I have. There are days where I sort of sit there and, 
you know, I don't don't want any of my clients to take offense to this, but it's like there's days that I wish I could just be a mum and not have to worry about anything else. But then there are also other days where I'm like, I just wish I could work. Like I just wish I could work and didn't have to, you know, look after this child, which makes me sound like an awful mother. But it's just, yeah, and there are some days and some days there's just a really beautiful balance of both. Mm. And for me, I work around nap times, mm-hmm. um, knowing that that will obviously continue to change. So his morning nap is the best. So nine o'clock is always touch wood. I should say touch wood after <laughs> Nine o'clock is, has generally been a safe bet. So I can do nine o'clock, then sometimes in the middle of the day, otherwise it's evenings. So I don't really schedule anything unless I know my mum lives in country Victoria, but she comes down to help once a fortnight, which is amazing. So if she's here, it's a little bit different. Or if Chris, um, my partner can be at home, then I might do something in the afternoon, but it's either sort of morning or evening generally as a rule, um, which works really well, you know, because it's something that I'd always said that, and this is part of the reason I started my business. So when I had children that I could be there for them in the capacity that I wanted to be, you know, I'm a long way off it yet, but school drop-offs, being able to take them and pick them up and not have to worry about checking in with my employer or my boss to make sure that I can do that. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those things where, and, you know, ask me in six months when he's only having one nap maybe or two naps, then it might be a little bit different. But currently it, it works really well because it is that, it allows me to give myself that space it does also mean that I am working. I probably do more work on weekends than I did previously because I just can't get as much done. But I also outsource a lot more. Like my VA is just a dream, an absolute dream. So her workload is getting higher and higher. I'm like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. I'm a bit of a control freak, as you might have known. So it was initially it was, I'll give you this, but I'll check everything or I'll give you this, but I'll keep this. And whereas now it's like, oh, you can do that. I trust you. You can do that. I trust you. And I really do trust her. So I think it's just calling on support. And it's something that I shared my socials the other day. I got really emotional about it because having needing support is never something I've had to do. And I've always like prided myself on being independent. I've always been fiercely independent um, to the point when Chris and I first started dating. He's like, I'll do this. I'm like, no, you won't. I'll do, you know, like I've got me, you just, you know. Um, And then obviously since having Hunter actually needing support and especially with, as I said, we've just moved. So, you know, I couldn't just pack boxes and move boxes and unpack boxes all day because I can't. And Mm -hmm. I'm, and again, everyone does motherhood differently. I, know that Hunter, like Hunter sleeps better when he's in his bed. So I like to make sure that he is there. So I've got a window of an hour and a half to two hours to do things or go places. Mm. And I found that really hard. Like I found that really, really hard, just that piece of I have to have support. And that, yeah, it got me. They got me in a way and I think it's just that surrendering piece and not that I've lost my independence but just knowing that it is okay. And, again, a message that I would give to anyone always is that it's like ask for support. That's what it's there for. 
but again, it was something that I, I guess, didn't relate to needing, having to need support. Um, mm. I feel like I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent there, but. No, that's a yeah. beautiful tangent. There's so much in there that you've just shared that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. First, first of all, oh, I just want to go back and say that does not make you a bad mum, what you said about <laughs> um, just really having those moments where you want to work. I'm exactly the same. And it's been so um, a real journey of, and I'm still on it, absolutely in the messy middle. And it's a constant negotiation um, because there are days where, where I feel, especially if I feel like I've got a lot of creative energy yeah, uh, or even a lot of get shit done energy, I mm-hmm. am just like, <laughs> I know. And create, creativity always strikes when you can't action it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. How do I remember this? <laughs> yes. yeah. And I used to always get um, the best creative inspiration strikes when I would be in a pitch black room, being quiet as a mouse, breastfeeding, and yeah. trying to get a baby or a small child you know, to sleep. In those early days with a with a baby, when it was just, you know, you could just you just be pinned to a chair for hours, and you couldn't move, and that absolute forcing into stillness, I would have these ideas that would come through, and I'd be like, oh, I just need to write that down quick before I lose it. Yeah. And then other times, you know, I would be sat there and I'd just be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on the phone whilst breastfeeding because I was just like impatient. But I found that the times I could put that away and just let my mind wander and like almost fall asleep, you know, when you do that, Mm -hmm. you you really hurt your neck because you're like (laughs) drooling. And then I'd just be bingo and and have these ideas. And um, yeah, you know, there were times when you, you know, I, I I currently work three days. I have, and they're half days because of school drop-offs and pickups. And um, Phil picks them up on a Tuesday. That's my longer work day, which is like my, okay, what can I get done today? Yep. But I get to Thursday and Friday and I'm kind of like, oh, okay, see you again. And, you know, desk, life, like my, you know, my, because I've created my workspace that you can see on this camera now. It's like my little sacred space in the house. It's the one place where yeah. nobody can touch. And I, I really love this little nook. Um, but it's like I have to wave farewell on a, a Wednesday until Monday, which is really lovely to have that balance. But, you know, other times, you know, like I say, particularly in those those energies, I just really want to, like, oh, I just, I just, you know, and I can't. And it's yeah. it's such a struggle sometimes to just be in the season of life that I'm in with small children who are here and, you know, I'm not going to have everybody in school five days a week for another four years. I think I worked it out to be three and a half years. It's like, (laughs) seems like a long time, but you know, it does have the, the gift of presence and making me slow down and enjoy and savor. And so having that balance as frustrating as it can be sometimes and knowing I just, I can't work with, you know, all the clients and I can't do all the things and I, you know, my timelines have to be longer and things like that. Um, it, it's a struggle, but, you know, I've also learned what you were saying there about receiving help. And, you know, for a long time I, I, I had all these excuses why I couldn't hire a VA and I was like, I can't afford it. What would I give them? I need to do all the things, like all the things you mm. said. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> And I think, you know, I think as mums, 
you know, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of a lot of the the women who I've been mum friends with, either you know, having children at the same time on mothers groups or whatever, just other people speaking um to them, you know, I think it could be really hard for, you know, as we are raised to be independent women, mm. and when we become mums, there is, you know, a real cultural um pressure to be you know to be the best mum and to be a perfect mum and all the rest but also just to do it do it all ourselves and take it in our stride and you know I heard this phrase the other day we're expected to parent like we don't work and work like we don't parent Mm -hmm. yeah I saw that and it's just like like that feels so true yeah it's a bit painful um so yeah receiving help is something it's been a real real journey for me and you know trying to welcome welcome that in and just be where I'm at it's like a constant a constant juggle and reminder but yeah I think it's um you know as as they change and their nap times change and all of that it's you know that it's a real invitation into presence isn't it and just just being where you're at well that's all you can do you know it's one of those things the biggest difference or change for me has been I can't just do whatever I want whenever I want. Mm. You know, if I want to go and get a massage, I can't do that. Like that actually takes logistical planning. Mm-hmm. And if I want to just work eight hours, I can't do that. If I want to just work into the night, I can't do that. And also knowing that by the end of the day now compared to previously, you know, you're exhausted and then depends on what sort of day he's had and what sort of night he's having. You know, last night, for example, he's going through something and put him down and he woke up, I think, you know, maybe an hour, an hour and a half later. I settled him, then he woke up an hour later and I fed him and then he woke up another hour later. I tr- Chris tried to settle him and he couldn't. And I was like, I'll just feed him, but I'll go back downstairs. And then by the time I'd finished feeding him, I'm like, I'm just, I'm done, you know. And then he woke a couple of times and come midnight, like from midnight through until 7.30 he slept. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the worst night in the world. But from 6.30 till midnight, you know, it's just, it's exhausting because you're Mm. on all the time. And I think that's probably one of the pieces as well. Like I can't do what I want when I want, but the exhaustion of being on all the time, Mm. you know, even switching off like meditating and journaling, I still do that, but there's still part of me that, you know, is synced and linked to this baby and it's like, well, if he wakes, then that's it. So it's, yeah, there's lots lots of moving parts always. And, again, you add the business in there. And you go, okay, well, where am I with this? Um, you know, what launches are coming up? How, you know, how am I making income? And again, this is another thing that, and it's, pro- well, for me, it's probably pride. And again, being that fiercely independent person is still wanting to contribute. And not mm-hmm. that I'm not contributing by raising our child, but it's like, you know, I created my business because I wanted to create the life that I, that I want and not that it is all financial, but that is obviously a part of it. And, you know, I still want to do that because I love my business and I love my clients and I love the work that I do. So 
there's that as well. And I do want to contribute. Chris is like, we're good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But there's still, you know, the pressure that I'm putting on myself to have that income, to be receiving that income, to be growing my business in the way that I want to, knowing that, you know, how I originally thought that I would be growing it has changed because I don't want and I can't have, you know, four, five, six client calls a day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm capped at two pretty much. Me too. I'm still yeah. capped at two, yeah. Yeah. Because it's tiring. Yeah, yeah. On and top it's of like, everything okay. else. And because you're holding space for other people. Mm-hmm. And when you hold the space that I believe both of us do, you know, there is like there's such sovereignty and spaciousness, but you show up in a very different way. And it's like you also need to honour that and do that for yourself. And to me, I believe that I would be doing an injustice to my clients if I did, you know, if I was taking on more than that. And there are times, which again, something that I never thought I would do, that I've rescheduled. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, Hunter's off or this is happening or this is happening. Do you mind if I reschedule? And that is you know, previously my anxiety and fueling, you know, worst thing ever asking someone to reschedule and every single time it's been perfectly fine. But I think, again, that real lesson in just transparency and authenticity because it's like this is where I'm at and I just, you know, I can't show up tonight or today in the space that I want to and that's not fair on you. So can we reschedule, you know, so just Mm -hmm. I think it's just that transparency and, my clients get it. They understand me and they know yeah. that it's not, you know, I don't, I don't just fob my clients off and reschedule because I can't be bothered. But it's for me, it's from that place of I need to be in this space and have that capability to hold space for you because as soon as I can't, you know, it's, I don't, I try and avoid the word safe, but it's not safe. You know, the people mm-hmm. that I work with and what we talk about and what we're exploring, it needs to be. And it needs to be so sacred. Mm-hmm. And again, if I can't honor that, then I would much rather reschedule than not. Whereas again, previously it's kind of like, well, if I have a massive day today, I can just sleep in tomorrow. Like there's no sleeping in. Yeah. There's <laughs> You're no up bounce back. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. up at 7.30 every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely. I, I so agree. And you know, I, I do the same. It's like I used to think that was like letting people down and actually Mm. now I just know that it's it's giving everybody else permission as well to just really honor yourself and what you need and you know you I'm yeah I'm not afraid of of that anymore and I think people you know the people who will be listening and the people that we work with are you know appreciative and um and completely understanding of of the, ne- the, the of how necessary that can be, but also the integrity involved in that. I think it's just mm. really you know an important thing for us to be able to honour that rather than do what we've always been taught to do, which is that push on through thing. Yeah, just yeah. you show up regardless. Put your like detach, like put yourself aside. Your you just need to be to be there, even if you're not fully present. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but we're coming and with can... full presence. Yeah, and if you think about it. If I'm working with a coach and they come on and they're, you know, half there or they're distracted or they're exhausted, I'm not going to enjoy that session. No. You know, it's like, like where I, would much, I would much prefer them to be like, hey, this is going on. Do you mind? It? Or they don't even need to tell me why. You know, mm. they can just say, do you mind if we move this? Mm. I'm like, sure. There's obviously yeah. a reason. 
Um, and it's funny, isn't it, that we we are so accepting of other people doing it, but then we hold ourselves to this extra standard and expectation when, and I think, again, motherhood's taught me this. It's just mm. you can't be everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You just can't. You can try, but you'll fall apart in the process. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to ask you, Jackie, um, if you're happy to talk about this, is your um, your menstrual cycle has returned fairly recently. Yes. <laughs> and I would just love to ask you what it was like for you when you didn't have a cycle and in that, that pregnancy postpartum phase. I'd just love to ask you if you had a sense of connecting with any other cycle or within yourself or just how it felt to you not to have that? Is it something that you like to have or don't like to have? I loved not having a period. <laughs> loved it. Um, I think I've always, so I have or had endometriosis and so was on the pill for years and years and years. So my period wasn't always regular. And then when I got it, it was really, really heavy. And then I went off the pill a few years, uh, a few years ago. And really that was when I started diving into this work to really figure out how to connect with myself and my cycle and, you know, work with that in saying that when I got pregnant, I didn't have it. I loved it. Um, But I found my energy was more neutral. Like there wasn't those ebbs and flows. Like there wasn't those days where I just needed to stop like I do, you know, on my bleed and, yeah, so that would be one part of it. And, I, yeah, I just found in general I was more more balanced. There wasn't those ebbs and flows like we spoke about earlier, it being the, you know, you know, in autumn and that kind of thing. And I've always been, I've always been cyclical, um, you know, without realising it again. I just spoke about this a few years ago, not without, you know, not even connecting the dots, but it was like I had cyclical depression. It was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But my day cycles, like I know that I am more productive, more energized, more energetic and just on in the morning. So pre-hunter, it was depending on whether whether I trained in the morning, if I'd like get up, go to the gym, come home, meditate, journal, and then get into work. Or if I wasn't training, I'd get up, you know, journal, meditate, or meditate, journal, and then work and work solidly for a few hours. And then, and a few hours, it depends on what space I was in. Like I could eat very easily some days, start work at eight and then look at the clock and go, shit, it's three o'clock. Like I haven't left. I need to eat. Um, Not so much when I was pregnant because if I didn't eat, I felt so sick. So I, yeah, that was new to me as well. As someone that often did fasting or 16 hour fasting, couldn't, can't do that when, couldn't do that when I was pregnant. Um, And then come between sort of three and five o'clock, I'm not, that's sort of my down, my downtime. I'm like, I just need to take some time. Sometimes it would just be sitting on the couch watching Netflix, which initially, you know, had massive guilt over. And then I'm like, no, I don't care anymore. And then come, you know, 5.36, I get sort of a little burst of energy again. So I would use that and tailored my days that way. So it's very rare that I would have a call between sort of 3 and 5 p.m., and it's sort of like, okay, that's my time to, you know, have some lunch, chill out and just have that time, like go inwards. Um, so that's probably the biggest one. And then 
also moon cycles I play with a lot and I found was super supportive for me. So going like setting the intention on the new moon, you know, doing the release ceremony on the full moon and just reviewing that sort of each month and working out what it is that I wanted to call in that's gone out the window since I've become a mum. I still have my moon chart in front of me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> it hasn't happened. So I'm aware. I'm aware of when the new moon is and the full moon, but it's not something that I, I guess, work to or, you know, set intentions or goals based on anymore or at the moment. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's really cool that you found that so supportive for you during that time. And, you know, working with the day cycle and the moon cycle and and just hearing how you, how it's changed for you as you've, you know, your body has moved and you're, you know, you've moved into that new phase of life. I think it's really cool. And I love that your, your honesty about, you know, really enjoying not having your period too. Like, thank you. <laughs> I know. I was actually so annoyed when it came back because I got it back at four months mm. and, you know, Hunter's being, he's, you know, still breastfed, was breastfed and initially was fed every three hours because he was prem. He's always been super efficient and I, you know, whether that's part of it or whether it's just because I'm connected to it, you know, myself and my cycle, it's one of those mysteries. But I was like four months ripped off, you know. I had a girlfriend, I think, at eight or nine months. She goes, oh, I still haven't got mine. And I, but it's it was a shock. It was a shock. I just sort of went, what? Someone told I think I rang my mum. She's midwife. I'm like, you told me I couldn't get my period while I was breastfeeding. <laughs> She's like, oh. Um, but, yeah, it's also been now that oh, it's been back for a few months, it's nice to be in that cycle again and sort of playing and working with that cycle again. It, it's, yeah, again, the first couple of months were a bit, I was probably more just annoyed with the world, the fact that it had come back. But now it's really honouring honoring that cycle and playing with that as well as also honoring obviously Hunter and his cycles as well. Mm, Yeah. Playing with, with his cycle and your cycle. I think that's really cool. Do you find that you have um, just curious, is there a sense of overlap or like it just feels like very different cycles? No, I feel like we're both the same in terms of like we're best in the morning. Yeah. You know, like he's super happy in the morning, like always smiling and he sleeps well in the morning. Like, so it's always one of those, you know, the mornings is good and then the afternoon, so between his second and third nap, I'm just not quite sure what he's going to be like, which is also my downtime. So that can, I think that can sort of clash a little bit in that sometimes I just want to chill out, but if he's super grisly or whatever, like it's, you know, that can be challenging because you've got to show up Right, I've got to show up and I've got to be super present with him and, you know, interactive and whatever he needs when that's sort of my time to just check out in a way. Yeah. Um, in saying that, you know, that's only some days. But I notice that, yeah, like on our daily cycles, there is that element. And then obviously he's going through his growth cycles and stuff like that, which who knows. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things because he was prem, which is so confusing you know, he's got his birthday and his corrected date and some nurses go on his corrected date, which, you know, technically is only, he's not six months yet, but he's seven months. And it's, you know, in terms of developmental leaps and developmental growth spurts and stages and stuff like that, it's, 
it just comes down to being present for me. Like I don't mm. really buy into either either or. Mm. But if, you know, like the other day I put a thing in my mother's group and I was like, is anyone else's babes like, you know, a bit emotional, like not sleeping as well, waking up more? And they're like, oh, yeah, everyone, like every <laughs> month. And we're like, okay, cool. So this is an age thing, not just a <laughs> thing. Um, and I think, again, having that support and having those people to talk to has been really supportive as well, like just knowing that. I'm not alone in this. And I think that's another piece that sometimes, you know, as women and mothers, we, and even business owners, we feel like we shouldn't or can't talk about certain things. Like we just need to have our shit sorted and get it done. And sometimes you just need help. Like you just need it or a debrief or a download or just whatever. I think, yeah, giving ourselves permission to do that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's fantastic advice. And I, I second that completely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So as we move towards wrapping up, I would love to just ask you a couple of just last questions. Mm. Do you have a favorite part of your cycle and a worst part of your cycle? Mm. A favorite part is my summer ovulation, full moon, Mm. all of that. Mm -hmm. I just feel good. And especially, I think, especially now being a mum, because as you said, like fatigue is real, like every day, you know, I thought I knew what tired was before being pregnant. And then when I was pregnant, I'm like, oh my God. And then when you actually have a child, you're like, oh, okay. So this is what tired is. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I feel like during that stage, there's still fatigue, but I feel alive. Like I feel more myself. I feel energy. Like I feel Mm. energetic which is wonderful. And I would say my least favourite is probably, as we said earlier, like those, the week leading into my bleed, just knowing that I can be a little bit emotional, a little bit irrational sometimes, like more sensitive. Um, I crave shitty foods, you know, so it's, it's always one of those things. And if I'm not tracking or like, you know, consciously tracking and I'm like oh I just want a block of chocolate I'd be like why I'm like oh okay I get it I get it but I think and it's you know it's that flow and effect right it's you know I'm not eating well so I don't feel great about that but then I've also got this all these hormones and emotions going on so it's like the the perfect storm really um knowing that it is only for a few days and I like to think that I know how to manage that to the best of my ability you know yeah so that's probably my worst phase just because it's probably the most unpredictable. Mm. I was going to say out of my control, but it's not being out of my control. It's just because it's unpredictable in that what's my body going to do right now? Yeah. Yeah. Good points. And what have you learned from connecting with your body? Oh, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's Everything. your yeah, what's the most important thing you've learned from that? Yeah. So knowing who I am mm-hmm. is the greatest lesson I've learned. But I think it's also like that intuition piece where, you know, my life for the good 15 years was very um desensitized I suppressed a lot of things like I wasn't connected at all it was all 
coping mechanism for me and it's one of those things when I actually connected to myself I yeah I understood who I was I learned my own truth and also yeah how to show up authentically how to trust my intuition and what I need Mm. and that's not ever something that I put first you know my needs was never even on my radar let alone you know something that I consider and I think it just supports me in every way it supports me in every way, but just really, really tuning in and uncovering and discovering, you know, when emotions come up, when we step into shadow, it, when we're triggered by something, it's it's just supported me so much, whereas it used to be something that I would frown at myself for, or, you know, put myself down for, for having these thoughts or having this part of yourself or, you know, letting anyone else see that, whereas now it's, you know, I place I approach it all with a place of curiosity and compassion and it just supports me no end. And I think one thing is that I just I get to be me and I get to be true to me mm. always. Mm. Curiosity, compassion, and being true to you always. Amazing. Thank you so much, Daki. I've just loved chatting with you. It's been Thank amazing. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in. If you're loving this podcast and you'd love to help me spread the wisdom shared, please leave a review or rating or share this with somebody who you think would love to listen in. I'm really passionate about creating ripples of change and getting this information to more women, girls and people with a cycle so that they can reclaim their cyclic natures too. And if you'd love to dive in deeper with learning more about how to connect with your cycle and mites of passages, come and join our free Wildflow Circle community or choose a course and learn with me on my online learning hub. All the links are in the show notes. And until next time, be well and go with the flow of your cyclic nature.